0: My mom lives about uh i guess going west about as far away as your family oh, lives from you really? in Louisiana yeah yeah she lives about it's about five or six hours west mm. and first of all the the drive if you're it depends on your um your outlook, because mm-hmm. it's driving into the West Texas desert. Oh, there's so not a whole lot to look there's at. There's not huh? a whole lot to look at. I love the desert. I think the desert is really pretty. But if I'm trying, like if I have a deadline, like if I tell my mom, hey mom, I'm going to be there at three o'clock, right? Oof, and I'm trying to get there the by pressure. a certain time, the desert...
1: Is all of a sudden annoying. It's all of a sudden
0: <laughs> like I just, you know, it's just, oh, I it's killing me, right? <laughs> if I'm like one, I remember one Christmas, I visited her and then me and my dogs drove... By myself, pretty much all the way across the state. I drove in one oh. day all the way to Houston Stop. and saw my dad. How and it did was you do like, that? It, it was so fun, honestly. Like, I'm, I'm, I like driving. I don't mind being in the car. Um, normally after a few hours, I'm just like anybody else and I'm like ready to be done. Mm-hmm. That was, I don't know, however many. It was enjoyable. It was really enjoyable because I literally got to see the whole state. Like I got to That's see, wild. like, and
1: you liked it.
0: I did. Yeah. It was You and cool. I attend
1: the whole time.
0: Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. And it was very, it was also very open-ended. My dad knew I was coming from West Texas and he was like, Hey, you get here when you get when you here. Get,
1: that so feels good. That
0: does feel good. So I wasn't yeah. like, you know, Oh, I'm not going to be able to stop for lunch or something like I could yeah. kind of take my time and take my time with the dogs. And we, we actually like visited some little parks and did different, That's different good. fun things. Um so it was like kind of a little a adventure. Yeah, it was cool. Adventure. It was cool. Um but yeah, sometimes like that whole I don't know. Like my my both my parents their families uh they they grew up in the Rio Grande Valley. I grew up in the Houston area, so that meant, you know, three or four times a year we were making that 6 or 7 hour drive down to the valley, you know. And um it always kind of like drove me crazy as a kid that the longest part of the trip, whether it was on the way there or on the way back was like the last 20 minutes. The last 20 minutes are just brutal. It's it's like, it's like a four hour, 20 minutes, right? It just takes forever. Yeah. And I can, I can remember like, you know, in my hometown, like if I went down those same roads and I like made that turn kind of like from you know from the next town over, like going back home, mm-hmm. even though I hadn't been on the road for six hours, I would get that feeling An- of like anxiety, oh, this or anxiousness. Is, this is going to take forever, right? Because that was like always the feeling. Ugh. it's weird that the, yeah. it's weird how the car does that. It's really it strange. does do that. Yeah, and I think I think family, like seeing family and like seeing people that you you love and care about and that whole thing, I think that plays a huge part of mm-hmm. in that too. Sure, that kind the, of feeling the of anxiousness. Like, of- yeah
1: wanting to get there and then of course on the way back you're like it takes forever or it could go faster because what do you have to look forward to yeah oh the upcoming week of work yeah without
0: or you're like or you've been thinking for like a week did I leave the stove on
1: oh gosh (laughs) oh yeah yeah
0: even though you know you didn't but it's just like a thing
1: now now I'm concerned
0: Well, go, Matt. That's good. (laughs) Good for Matt.
1: We're like waiting in the car. Everybody's in the car. Everything's packed. The air conditioning's on. We're buckled. The kids are like, "When can we start the um?" When can we start like the music or the da da da? I'm like, "We're still waiting on Dad." And he he like, "We'll make sure there is no dishes in the sink, no dishes in the dishwasher, the garbage cans are emptied." He does like the check around the house to make sure like doors are closed and. Mm thermostats and all the things.
0: Isn't that nice though to come home to a really clean house?
1: It is. It's cool. It right? is fantastic. Yeah.
0: That's good. That's really good. I'm trying to get better stuff like
1: Fine that. Mine's, it's
0: never like kitchen stuff or like, like nasty, messy stuff. It's always like, Oh, I didn't fold those clothes. Oh, that's no big whoop. You know? And so I come, well, but I come home and they're like on the bed or bleh, something. They're and all then I can't bleh. just fall into my bed and go to sleep. Like I want to just kick them to the curb after driving for six hours. <laughs> Yeah, I'll just throw my clothes away. That's fine. That makes or sense. the floor. The floor. Kick them to yeah, the floor. Maybe. Do yeah. it. Then the dogs will lay in them because it yeah. smells like me, and that makes me feel oh, good. Oh, they're like, oh. Yep. Yay, Dad. All right. Um, we should have a podcast now. Hey, let's do it. Hi, Nikki.
1: Hello, James. How are you? Pretty good.
0: How is um, how's your Thursday going? It's almost over. We're starting a little bit later than we usually do, but it's been a fun hey, afternoon. Hey, hey. Yeah, it's okay. Um, Kind of making it all mm-hmm. happen. Um what you're is uh way in the world yeah.
1: today.
0: takes everything you've got Nice. That's a good <laughs> reference. That's a good reference. Sometimes you wanna go.
1: Where everybody knows your, knows your name. name.
0: Dun, dun, dun,
1: dun. Oh look, you're doing the piano. I was. I, I don't even play
0: do I didn't even play piano. I just totally I know that's piano. what you do when you air <laughs> piano. It takes both hands. Um, and then if you're really feeling squirrely, you can put your foot out like Jerry Lewis. Oh my gosh, oh my
1: gosh, that's so good.
0: Um, okay, uh, so we are- How am I doing this Thursday? I'm doing great this good. Thursday. That's good, that's good. Friday that's really good. junior, woo. Yeah, Friday junior, tomorrow's Friday. That's what the Friday. kids call it. Um, and uh, I'm, usually, I'm usually off on Fridays. Tomorrow I'll actually be up here um, at the office doing a few things and- Is that because um, of Lent? No, uh, I'm-, I'm we're kind of trying to get some things, um, kind of rearranged, reorganized, Mm, just kind of here on the campus. I'll be helping out with some of that. And then there's also a, um, in the morning, there's a a retreat for the Catholic high school next door for some of the, some, I think it's a sophomore girls group Mm -hmm. that'll kind of be over here. So I'm helping them out with some of their tech stuff. So,
1: very Um, cool
0: yeah it's going to be even a productive friday so that's exciting i'm sure that our listeners really want to hear about they want to know all the details yeah (laughs) all the details of our plans maybe we're both um beating around the bush because we kind of purposefully or i should say i purposefully selected a little bit of a A um vagaroni a vague vague vagaroni (laughs) yep vagaroni a little bit of a vague topic uh today and it it wasn't I purposely selected the topic, it wasn't to be vague, but I think, uh, after kind of contemplating things and kind of thinking about, you know, the direct, the many directions that we could go Mm -hmm. with this conversation, I realized that it's a big topic. I realized that it's kind of a, kind of a little bit of a can of worms. Right. And it might even be a topic that we, um, as we get into, it might be a little bit polarizing. I, th- I think there's going to be, um, maybe some reaction in some of our listeners, uh, that, you know, that maybe it's a little bit of a new or a foreign concept in the way that we are, um, just kind of the perspective, at least that, okay. that I'm kind of thinking about and, and, and planning on taking with this topic. Um, so, uh, earlier this week I sent Nick, Nicky a text. I was actually, um, kind of, I, I was, I was. Speaking with uh, another uh, friend of mine that we both know, and we were just kind of talking about um, these sort of different situations in our lives where uh, the things that people say and kind of the impact, the impact that they have, um, how th- the impact that those words have, mm-hmm. how that changes from kind of from moment to moment or circumstance to circumstance, and and it got me kind of thinking about um, the power of words and and the power of words uh, in our lives to, um, to really kind of have some different effects on us, but also to really, um, influence us to really mm-hmm. kind of, uh, um, uh, push us in one direction or another, uh, maybe without us even realizing it. And yeah. I'll, and I'll kind of, I'll kind of give you an example, right? So, um, if I were to, um, what's your, what's your, if you had to pick a favorite movie, what's your, what's your favorite movie?
1: Shawshank Redemption.
0: Shawshank Redemption. I want you to pretend you've never seen Shawshank Redemption. Okay. Okay. Pretend you've never seen Shawshank Redemption, uh, and pretend it's like 1993 or whenever that movie came out. And I come to you. I'm 11 because it's 1993.
1: <laughs> you're mean and no I, with all these numbers. And I come
0: to you, this and, is I
1: the say, and I say, and I
0: say, Nikki, I just saw Shawshank Redemption. It's the worst movie I've ever seen. It's terrible. Oh, Don't go see it. It's the I worst. I see where you're going. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, I think in situations like that, I, I, I think that would I don't mm. know if that would keep it from being your favorite movie eventually, but well, I think it
1: could prevent me from ever seeing it.
0: It could prevent you from ever seeing it, right? and And I think sometimes um, in different situations, or if I came to you and I said, "Oh my gosh, you have to see this. It's the best movie I've ever seen. It's so powerful, mm. and you know, Morgan Freeman's amazing or whatever, right? If I kind of gave it this glowing review, that might encourage you to see it. See, to see it, it also might encourage you to have certain expectations of the movie, yes. right? Which mm-hmm. could, which could push you to really like it, or push you to really not like it, or push you to I've got one of those to like to like maybe think more or less of me because of my opinion.
1: <gasps> Interesting right? take, but yeah. And so there's yeah. like
0: lots of different directions that just these these um, in making these observations about the power of words in our lives. I was like, man, so much of who I am and how I feel and what I think and the things that I do and like, you oh, know, everything, yeah. life is kind of based saying. on words. It's kind of based on, words this, of on this others. words of others, even, even self-talk and, oh, okay, and okay, okay. even like, you know, you read the Bible and you read it as mm. the word of God or we mm-hmm. think about Christ as the word of God. Right. And, um, so what does that, what does that kind of mean for us and what can we, what can we be paying attention to, especially during Lent? Mm-hmm. Uh, in not only, I don't know, the, the stuff on the surface of the conversations we're having with, you know, with others, with friends, conversations we're having with ourselves, conversations that maybe we're having with the world, right? What is the world saying to us and about us? Um, but on a, on a deeper level, like to, to really, if we're really going to dig into the word of God and mm-hmm. into, we talk about having a conversation with God all of the time. What do his words mean when we, when we feel something in our heart, uh, when we, when we sense something in our relationship with God and it, it's like so powerful or profound that there's a Mm -hmm. like tangible words attached to it, not tangible, but, but relatable, understandable Mm -hmm. words attached to it. Um, there's some really, really heavy weight, heavy power Mm -hmm. there. And I don't think we realizing that all the time. I certainly we can't, I, 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 I certainly, I feel have, like we can't yeah. because
1: if we did, we would all live life differently.
0: <laughs> sure. Sure. Um, okay. So are you saying, There's no way. are you saying that you, are you saying that we ignore God a lot of the time?
1: Um, yeah. Uh, not unconsciously. I, I think we don't place the weight of his words in the appropriate quantities, uh, not quantity. Do you know what I'm taking? Yeah. We don't, we don't
0: give them their, their due. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like it's God's word. Mm -hmm. It's living word. Um, he said it, it's truth. And I don't think that we pay enough attention to that. Okay. Ignore him. You know, I like to think I don't, Mm -hmm. Do I pay attention to all the details mm-hmm. of his words? Mm-hmm. No.
0: Last week we talked about um, the spiritual works of mercy, right? In the mm-hmm. second, uh, the the second of those two episodes that we recorded the last time we were together, and um, we talked about counseling the doubtful. That was the first mm-hmm. one that we really talked about. And um, you know, I I I look at uh, our our first parents' sin, Adam and Eve's sin, mm-hmm. and our first. Um, our first sin, you can kind of philosophically look at it as it wasn't really so much doubt or even taking the fruit, right. It was kind of listening to this outside voice, outside voice, voice right? yeah. and, and, and giving it validity and giving it validity, but giving it validity because maybe, you know, Adam and Eve were so insecure um, about letting God be in control, mm-hmm. right. That, that's a, that's a, kind of a fundamental part of our humanity because we're made, um, to have choices, Mm -hmm. right. Then, uh, there is kind of that, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a slippery slope when we have a choice, Mm -hmm. right. And God loves us enough to let us make a choice about our relationship with him. It's a slippery slope as to what's going to influence that choice. It's Mm -hmm. a slippery slope as to, to, you know, even, even the weight that we, that we give our own like self-talk right? Um, kind of in, in those moments of real trial or in those moments of, of really making a choice about our relationship with God, we, I think want to be in control and we want to, to be Hmm. kind of, um, we want to have this like perfect answer. We want to have things perfectly figured out. And the thing about our relationship with God is that God is so big and so mysterious and so much, um, there's so much more to him that we, you know, we can't sort of swallow it all in one Mm -hmm. bite. Right. And so, um, we have to be patient. We have to be, uh, we we have to have these different virtues, right. Mm -hmm. To kind of help us, um, give up that control to God. And it's so easy in that process, I think for an outside influence to sit there and, and kind of say, you know, you don't, you don't really believe that, do you? Or you don't really, you know, God, God doesn't, God isn't really thinking about you right now. God isn't really, you know, he's not, really, or maybe he's Santa Claus or something like that, right? Like we kind of, kind of buy into these different notions.
1: Nobody wants to be made a fool. Exactly.
0: That are totally contrary to scripture. What he tells. Totally us. contrary to even yeah. just our normal experiences in everyday life. I think sometimes mm-hmm. we, we spend a lot of time, um, sort of, you know, listening to those voices in the world that are, um, that are a little bit more like, like syrupy sweet and Mm. a little bit more comfortable because maybe, maybe just because on the surface they make, they make more sense, they feel good. yeah, Right. Um, and, and so that, that power of suggestion, that power to kind of, you know, that words have to really influence our decision-making to really influence our, our image of God, our image of ourselves, our image of our neighbor, um, It's powerful. And I think Mm -hmm. it's something that we need to talk about because we live in a right now, a really polarized world that is all sort of predicated and built on what someone said. Mm -hmm. Right. And, you know, you think about the power of fake news Mm. or the power or the power of the real news, right. And how the power of the the real news gets lost in the, in this messy fake news. Right. And pretty soon no one believes anything. No one trusts anyone. And, and, you know, um, I I just think it's a really important piece of our, you know, if we're going to talk about encounter, which has kind of been the theme of this podcast so far, um, encounter hopefully is leading to this relationship, which is leading to this friendship with God. Um, words, communication are, it's going to be a big Mm, part of that, right? The literally the language that we speak to God and the language that we receive from him and how we interpret that, uh, is going to be profound. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It needs to be. Yeah. And how beautiful that we have that. We have his word. Mm -hmm. Ah.
0: Yeah. Um, Okay, so uh, Shawshank Redemption. Mm -hmm. Fantastic movie, Mm -hmm. uh, just for the record. I would would never tell you that you shouldn't go see it because it's fantastic.
1: Good call. Um,
0: It's a nice redemption story.
1: It's beautiful.
0: Which I love. Uh, It's interesting that you bring that movie up because I think in that movie, there are some really prime examples of... The power of words. Mm-hmm. Um, the first thing that comes to mind is Andy Dufresne writing the letter, mm. right? He writes the same letter over and over and over and over again. I don't even remember what he's trying to get accomplished. Um,
1: I don't remember a whole lot about the movie. I just remember it's been my favorite for a long time. He. he this so, is a sad revelation. Uh, it's okay.
0: <laughs> so he, but he, he writes this letter to like a judge or a warden or something to to redeem to, himself. To, well, maybe? to give it's to to give him some kind of permission. Or something to like have a certain job at the jail or something oh, like
1: that. Oh, Did he want to work in the library? Yeah,
0: maybe something like that. I don't remember and, much. And this they, is bad. And they tell him no. They tell him no. Um, someone will let us know if we're right <laughs> or wrong. Please do. <laughs> but they tell him no, and then he um, he writes the same letter every single day mm-hmm. until this person that he's writing the letter to just gets sick of it and says, "Fine, like give him what he wants." Right? Like I'm, tired, I'm tired of It's the quintessential ma this. ma ma. Yeah, ma. exactly. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: So there's that, and then there's and then there's the. Um, Kind of the idea. He eventually gets to, to this idea that uh, freedom is not necessarily about whether or not he's in jail, mm. right? He like when State they're up on the when situation. they're up on the roof doing the like the work mm-hmm. work gang or whatever, and the, they um, they're like looking out at the sun, sunset or whatever it is, and, and just kind of like sitting there resting after they've been working all day, and he realizes like freedom is is uh, is kind of up to him. Right. And
1: I'm impressed with how much you remember <laughs> that. I
0: I, I I love that movie. And then there's and then there's just the power of like everybody, you know, you you never know uh if he's really guilty. Right. Right? You never really learn that. And so I think the author, Stephen King, is really brilliant in that he lets us decide that. Yeah. Right? Like kind of based on Or even
1: like that's not even important to know.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. He even, even, yeah, lets us assign the importance of that. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and that to me is also the power of words because we've heard this person's Mm. story, right. And we know the background and we know this context. And so are we willing to, um, which, which, which pieces of the story, which parts of the story are we willing to, really willing to let influence us in our understanding of, who these characters are or, or, or our understanding of like their redemption, hmm. right? Was it, was it a happy story? Was it a sad story? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's all these kind of different ways that you can take it. Um, I, I know that for me, uh, one of the things that came out of, one of the things that came out of therapy for me, um, and, and, you know, therapy that I've talked about before is this, this idea of, of how I talk to myself. Mm. Right. And so, um, if I make a mistake, right? If I if I hurt someone's feelings or I do something wrong, or even if I like, you know, delete a file on accident that I'm not supposed to, like no big deal, right? Like mm-hmm. things that are not the end of the world. Do those actions, like how do I talk to myself in those, in those actions? Do I yeah. feel, you know, do I let myself feel like a failure? Do I let myself feel ashamed for little small things, big things? Like kind of where is that where's that line, right? And one of the things that I learned was that, Taking some time to positively affirm yourself every day, to positively recognize your own goodness, and to like say those things out loud, mm, like um, Stuart Smalley. So, like st- yeah. exactly like Stuart Smalley, right? I'm I'm, I'm good, good enough. enough. I'm, I'm smart, smart enough, enough, and dog dog it, it, people like, like me, <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but just how powerful that is, mm. um, you know, how you can influence yourself. Sounds like you have like multiple personalities or something, but a
1: little, little, but I get what you're saying, how
0: you can influence yourself with your own words Mm -hmm. and how, you know,
1: and how detrimental it is when you don't talk to yourself with kindness.
0: Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's a, it's kind of a, um, again, it's a very, maybe not a slippery slope. It's a very steep slope, Mm -hmm. right? The moment that you start kind of getting into these really negative attacks on yourself, um, it's, it's really hard to turn that around. Mm -hmm. It's hard to turn that around. I think without help, it's hard to forget those feelings or those words that are so anti you. Yeah. Right. Um, and that, and those feelings influence other things. Sure. Um, so, so that was a big piece of a big revelation in therapy for me. It was like, how are you, how are, how is your, um, ego, right. Whether it's positive or negative Mm -hmm. on that scale, how is it supporting you? Right. How is it supporting you and, and, you know, accomplishing the things that you want to accomplish and, and, and taking care of yourself and things like that. And, and that was one of the first things that kind of came to the surface was, you know, I don't talk to myself very well. Mm. I don't, you know, keep myself, um, sort of positively focused. So if I'm thinking about other people, it's a lot easier to be positive than when I'm thinking about me, which I think is a common thing, you know? Um, and, and what I realized quickly is that, that, that summed up nicely. It was kind of a microcosm of my relationship with God that I often felt like I was a failure in, and, his, eyes? Uh, in his eyes. And I was kind of viewing my own life through that lens or vice versa. I was mm. viewing my relationship with God through my distorted lens, right? Okay. As opposed to really... Um, making an effort to see, to see myself the way mm-hmm. God sees me. Right, this is my beloved Son with whom mm-hmm. I'm well pleased, and and just kind of, even seeing my failures from that place. Yeah. Right? God knows I'm not perfect, and He wants to help me through those things. His mercy is about helping me through those things. Right. It's not about necessarily telling me how terrible I am. Right, He is the is. just judge, and if yeah. and and if, you know, if He's ever told me something like that. It's always been James, this thing, Mm -hmm. this struggle is terrible Mm -hmm. and I don't want it for you. Right. Um, because I want something better for you. So, um, so even kind of that even kind of revolutionized a little bit my prayer life and, and it's still a really hard thing. I mean, that was probably, that was probably six years ago now that someone Mm -hmm. really pointed that out to me for the first time. And, Mm -hmm. and that it's still a daily, Struggle to not feel like, you know, I need to reprimand myself for X, Y, or Z, um, big, small, or otherwise, because that—that's just the habit that I've mm-hmm. that I've had. Like that kind of feels. And that's a like, hard
1: habit to break. Like I it guess is. it feels just like that groove. You it know, is. Yeah. 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 To get out of it is difficult. Yeah. How has it changed your prayer life?
0: It's changed my prayer life in the sense that I have. Well, it's changed my prayer life, and my prayer life has also changed that behavior. Oh, good, good, good. Um, from kind of coming from the place of I've had to recognize that my prayer life has to start with gratitude. Okay. And words of gratitude are always positive.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They're, you know, like if you're, if it's a backhanded, you know, statement of gratitude, and it's not really gratitude, right? It's like, <laughs> God, I thank you for this day, but I wish it wasn't raining. Right. Yeah. Like, that's not really gratitude. Thank grat- you for the snowstorm, God. Yeah. Really. Yeah. That's not, that's not really gratitude. Right. And maybe we shift that prayer. And we say, Mm. God, help me through this. snow." And then it's a prayer of, of petition. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but to be able to say, you know, God, thank you for my life. God, thank you for my breakfast. God, thank you for my dogs, my friends, my girlfriend, my, you know, my abilities, my, my vocation, whatever it might be. Um, it's hard to be grateful, uh, to quote Craig Ferguson, it's hard to be grateful and to be sad at the same time. Mm. Right. And so Mm. that to me is a lot of uh, that, you know, we need to give a lot of credit to the power of those positive words, right? To not only influence, um, our relationship with God and our relationships with other people, but, but even just our attitude about the whole thing. Sure. Right. Like I'm, I'm grateful for my friend Nikki. Well, that, that makes the time that we spend together podcasting, um, a really positive thing. It doesn't feel like work, Mm -hmm. right? Because it's like, yeah, I'm grateful for my friend Nikki and the ministry we get to have together. And that, you know, it's, it's, you know, carrying this load of, of kind of being partners in this ministry. It doesn't feel like we're really carrying anything, right? right. We're just kind of doing right. something fun that we love to do because.
1: The gratitude is there. The gratitude is there. Do you, have you heard of that? Um, I can't think of the author, but, um, a thousand gifts. Uh oh, no, can't I haven't. Any. Um, she's a Christian author. I um, but I have the internet. Oh, you have the internet, and that was her whole i her whole emphasis on um, that book was to daily write down three things that you're grateful for. At the end of the year, you'll have close to a thousand.
0: Is it Anne Voss? Yes, Camp?
1: it is. Cool. And She she's a fantastic writer. Um, almost like almost too poetic for me. I get a little twisted and trip up on her words because she's a very gifted writer in in a, in an artistic way, wow. as well as intellectually and, um, faithfully. I like her stuff. I follow her on the the social medias and she just is wise. That's cool. But her thing was, um, yeah, a thousand, a thousand gifts and you write three things you're grateful for each day. At the end of a calendar year, you'll have, you'll have a thousand, thousand things wow. that you're thankful for. And at any time you go back and look at that, and how can you not, um, smile sure. with your face and your heart sure. when you recognize all the things you're, and I think they're guided too, mm-hmm.
0: you know? Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Cause I
1: think sometimes it could feel a little hokey if you're like, thank you God for this cup of coffee mm-hmm. and thank you for this desk. It feels a little hokey to, to, to go that route. Mm-hmm. That being said in my friendships with people who are not God, Mm -hmm. when I, when I, when I verbalize, Mm -hmm. um, things that I probably think are known, just inherently known, like I'm thankful for having coffee with you. And when I say it, I feel like it, um, changes things and brings us closer. So I feel like, you know, even though it, it can feel may be silly and, uh, unnecessary to thank God for things that seem n- not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. It, it is, it is a big deal. Yeah,
0: it is. And, and I think, um, that's, that's part of this. Um, so we, you know, we kind of talk about this, these this sort of encounter that we have with God that leads to this relationship, hopefully that leads to this friendship and sort of that, that whole process, right. Of, of becoming best friends with mm-hmm. God, becoming, you know, uh, uh, at any, wh- wherever you are in that process, becoming a deeper friend, uh, mm-hmm. a more intimate friend with, with God. I think, um, we, we tend to kind of take for granted or, or maybe not even take for granted. We tend to not notice the importance of small things like that. Mm. Right. And, and especially in, um, you know, the, the, the ways in which we approach god you know it it I, I think it kind of behooves us to to talk about the conversations that we have with him and mm-hmm. how there's not really a, con- a a conversation you can have that's inappropriate for god right right and um so that's like or a, too
1: little or too insignificant
0: yeah exactly there's there's nothing that god won't uh won't receive as a gift even if you're you know like really mad at him and yelling and screaming and that kind of stuff like he'll receive that as a gift because he values that friendship. Mm-hmm. He values that intimacy with you so much. And because he made you mm-hmm. like he, he understands where that's coming from. Yeah. And so I, I think sometimes we want to keep those words in particular bottled up. We want to keep things maybe, um, simple. A lot of times my teens will talk about, you know, their prayer life or maybe their life, um, talking about God with family or friends is very awkward. They feel like it's mm. awkward, right? And so we, we want to h- kind of hide behind the, the fig leaves of like awkwardness yeah. or, the, or the fig leaves of shame or whatever. And we want to say like, well, this, you know, I wanted to take this to God in prayer, but I was, I was too ashamed. But, you know, yeah. like the Brene Browns of the world have taught us when we vote, when we actually verbalize that stuff, yeah. when we vocalize it and we say it out loud, something happens to the shame and you know, yeah. it's just like, it can't, like it can't hide anymore. It, it, you, exactly. And it, it's so liberating. We'll it right. Mm-hmm. And so kind of bringing those, um, again, those very powerful words to God, uh, is a way it's a, again, it's a way mm-hmm. for us to, to experience the, 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 the mystery of God, to experience that freedom in a, in a deeper way. Yeah. Right. Um, None of that means, and, and I said, you know, like this, I knew this topic would kind of like get us going all over the place. Right.
1: (laughs) I do feel a little bit like, ( reacting) me too, me (sighs) too. Um,
0: And, and I wanted to kind of maybe collect us in that. Like, I do want to say none of this is necessarily supposed to be easy. Right. Right, And, And I
1: think that that, yeah.
0: And anytime that we're talking about the way we talk to others, the way we talk to God, the way we talk to ourselves, the way we listen, the things that we listen to, right. Anytime we talk about that stuff. Um A lot of those, I' don't know if we want to call them bad habits, right, but a lot whatever habits we have, that stuff is hardwired in a lot mm-hmm. of us, and it takes a lot of effort and work and real um intention yeah. it's another another one of our like little Buzzwords. buzzy words, right It takes a lot of intention for us to um to kind of wrestle with that and deal with that and mm-hmm. and I think that's part of the struggle. so if this is if you're listening to this and you're thinking. I don't even know where to begin with talking to myself better or talking to God about some difficult things or, mm-hmm. or maybe, maybe, um, just talking to a friend about life. Like, I don't know where to start.
1: Uh, I yeah. think
0: we're all kind of in that boat at different it's times.
1: Ha- I mean, I think it's awkward mm-hmm. and it's hard. Just yesterday I was talking to a friend who's struggling with something. And I'm like, you need an accountability partner and it needs to be something that you verbalize mm-hmm. because In the dark, it gets to stay safe Mm -hmm. and, you know, the issue at hand needs to be exposed Mm -hmm. and not, you know, so I think verbalizing, saying things out loud, Mm -hmm. sharing it with another person, whether that's a human friend or Mm -hmm. God, Mm -hmm. that's kind of weird. I don't know if that makes sense. But yeah, whether it's one of your people on earth Mm -hmm. or if it's your savior, Mm -hmm. it's important to verbalize it. It is. And I think that there's definitely, I feel like there's definitely the potential for fear Mm -hmm. in doing that, Mm -hmm. but, um, right on the other side of that fear and overcoming it. And that stretching is a closer relationship and more intimacy. Mm -hmm. And, and that's what we crave, right? That's universal. For sure. For sure.
0: And I think that, um, I, you know, that, that craving or that, um, that, that, place of longing, that place of desire for that intimacy is really only ever, um, satisfied, satiated by, uh, some kind of affirmation. And that affirmation typically, uh, is only going to come out of a conversation. Mm -hmm. It's only going to, you know, that, You know, for some of us, those kind of conversations, maybe they only happen in a really deep way on like a retreat. And that's great. There's Mm -hmm. no problem where in a specific kind of prayer or in a specific, um, uh, you know, season or time or something. Like we're in Lent right now. Like some people like Lent is really kind of their time to really cultivate Mm -hmm. this this conversation with God. And that carries them through some of the other liturgical seasons. I think if you can kind of find that, place or that opportunity in your life. Um, I think this is kind of a call to action to really, really lean into that, Mm -hmm. but to make that, that experience, whatever that experience is, not just, um, maybe not just something you experience, but something that you go into with real expectation. You go into with real, like, I'm hoping to achieve, I am going to have a conversation with God, Mm -hmm. boom, about this. Right. And, 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 Kind of lay it like you know, youth ministers talk in the and I guess ministers in general, talking these vague terms of like give it up to God or yeah, or, what does that mean or what does lay that it look up, like lay it down at the cross or whatever yeah. you know you hear these things like bring it to the altar you hear these different what things does that mean? it's like what does that in mean practical terms I think for most of us it means a conversation mm-hmm. I think it means that that in our mind in our heart for most I'm of so us I'm so glad you said that for most of us even out loud. You, we, we go into, we go into a place of, of real, like tangible connection with God. So we go Mm -hmm. into a church, we go into our prayer space at home. We go into our, um, you know, watching, however, we're going to connect with God. If it's watching that sunrise or sunset or, or going out to the lake or whatever, wherever you connect Mm -hmm. and then having an out loud verbal conversation with God and, and saying, God, like very intentionally, God, I am giving you this, right? That doesn't mean that you're going to immediately feel better right then about whatever it is, or, or it doesn't mean that you're immediately going to feel, um, even different, right? What it means is, is God who experienced the world in the person of Christ, um, now has an opportunity to carry that for you, Mm. right? You're giving him that opportunity. And, and he wants to carry it. And it is it is your words, it is your prayer, that unlocks that. Mm, now, can God, can God hear your prayer if you don't say it out loud? Of course he can, yeah. right? But in Scripture, you know, David cries out before the Lord. Abraham cries out before mm-hmm. the Lord. Like, you know, um, the 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 even Jesus on the cross, you know my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Like he's, he's quoting scripture, but he's having this conversation with God, the father about how much it sucks to be crucified. Right. You know, I mean, about how terrible it is, uh, in that moment. And like, that is the example Mm -hmm. of this really, really wonderful resource of our, of our words, of our ability to kind of, to kind of put things in God's hands. Yeah. Um, the other the other thing that's really kind of been ringing in my head thinking about this is, you know, truth, I guess, um, has kind of become like a spectrum. It's become like, there's kind of like, like one truth over here and another truth over here and another truth over here. And I don't want to get into what those are. That's really not this conversation. Right. But I do know, I do know that, If we're considering a relationship with God, Mm -hmm. and if we want to be in a deeper relationship with God, we have to give God the the benefit of the doubt um, of him being who he says he is. Sure. God says that he's God. He can uh, do things and manifest things and kind of move in our lives in a way that we might expect a God to be able to do Mm -hmm. reasonably. Right. And we try to take that away from him at every opportunity. (laughs) Right. We, we, we do, we try to limit that. We try to stifle that. And I think it's because we, we're a little bit obsessed with the truth. And I think we know that God and Jesus in the new Testament says, I am the way, the truth and the life. Right. He claims to be the truth. All right. Um, And we want to say, wait, 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 are you, wait, God, are you, (laughs) are you your truth or are you my truth or are you that Mm. person's truth? Right. And we want to kind of put these different labels on it. And Jesus really, Jesus says like, there's, there's one, that's the point of that statement. There is one way, one truth, one life. That's it. Mm -hmm. Right. There's one way that this is all going to work. Okay. Yeah. And I think for a lot of us, that means that some of those words in that conversation that we have with Jesus, that we have with God, are gonna hurt.
1: Yeah. Well, sure.
0: They're gonna hurt. They're not, they're not gonna be all warm fuzzy conversations. They're not gonna be conversations where you feel consoled all the time. Mm-hmm. Sometimes God is gonna tell you, you know, James, you've been doing this, or you've been thinking this, or you've been feeling this, and I really need you over here, mm-hmm. right, for your own good. I really need you thinking, and feeling, and doing this over here, because that's what's best for you. And that's the truth, right? And this other thing that you've been thinking and feeling and doing is a lie, Mm -hmm. right? These other words you've been believing are lies. And so, um, that's, that's hard. That's hard for a lot of people. It's hard for a lot of different situations. Um, the good news is that it's hard for all of us. Yeah. That's universal for sure. The good news is it's, it's a, it's a I think a part of our humanity that is inseparable from Christ's humanity. I don't understand what you just So I think sometimes that we think that because we struggle in such human ways, mm-hmm. that we can't relate to God, that we can't relate okay. to Jesus, right? And that struggle, that's, that suffering, like uh, Esther talked about, we've talked mm-hmm. about a few times now, that, that's kind of like the Velcro that keeps us attached to Christ, right? Is that, that common bond,
1: the common denominator, the common denominator of of suffering. suffering, Right.
0: And so if we, um, if we're connected in that way, I think then our, on the flip side, our understanding of the truth, our understanding Mm -hmm. of what's right and what's wrong in moral situations or whatever is also kind of innately written in us. Right. And we, we can't really get away from Christ's truth because of that. Okay. So, so Christ was living out of this place of truth, mm-hmm. right? He's living out of this place of, of real, like, re- like I am the way, the truth and the life. Like that's, you know, I think if any human being could have their choice, do I want to be the Messiah? You really stop and that's think about it. Probably not. No. It's right? a hard,
1: it's a hard path.
0: And yet, Jesus accepts it. Mm-hmm. Right. And he moves forward in his ministry and eventually he's crucified and, and dies and is resurrected and the whole thing. And, and I think we, I think we often like we think about, you know, we wonder why, like, why did Jesus have to kind of suffer that? Mm-hmm. Well, because that was the truth.
1: Ew.
0: Right. That's the truth of who he is. Yeah. When we, James, when we, profound. when we look at at our own truth when we look at our own our own lives and kind of the way that our our lives are maybe the situations that we're in different things like that there's some stuff in there that's not any fun there's some stuff in there that really hurts there's a lot of good right mm-hmm. talked about being grateful there's a lot of good stuff there's also a lot of stuff we got to work on
1: mm-hmm.
0: that working action I think for um, a lot of a lot of us Christians, what we don't really want to admit to ourselves, and what we really struggle with on a day-to-day basis, is the fact that that working action is really not conforming Christ's truth to our truth, but conforming our truth to Christ's oh. truth. Mm. Christ is who He says He is, and He's He's done it perfectly, right? His truth is the truth, capital T truth, mm-hmm. right? Ours is not. No. So that means that Christ's words, that the things that Christ has to say to us, the things, the, the way that he reveals himself to us,
1: Ooh, that hits differently.
0: they're more important than our words. Yeah. They just are,
1: Yeah.
0: right? God is God and we aren't. And when i just thinking about that this week, there's some things going on in my life, like I really, really needed to apply that to, Thinking about Lent, especially, like we can imagine Jesus kind of being out in the desert and waiting for this encounter with us. Why? Because not only does he want to meet us in our kind of solitude and our Mm -hmm. in our to, to have that intimate experience with us, he also wants us to see him for exactly who he is. Exactly who he is. And I think when we really, really, really stop and take a take a look at Jesus being the unique Son of God our lives have to change. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we're saying no to the truth. Yeah. We're saying, you know, we are believing the lies of these of these false words, yeah. right? Um, okay. Uh, I want to read some scripture. I don't know how long we've been talking. Um, I have no idea. I don't know either. Um, but every
1: time you say truth, I'm hearing Casting Crowns singing in the voice of truth. Oh,
0: I like that song. It's yeah. a good song. Yeah. Um, we've already... We've, we've kind of, we kind of talked about, um, I think we've talked about words in a lot of different ways already. And Mm -hmm. I don't want to, I don't want to, um,
1: be too wordy. Yeah. (laughs) I
0: don't want to be too verbose. Um, yeah, it's a verbose way of saying wordy. (laughs) Um, I don't, I don't want to like muddy anything anymore. Right. Um, or make it any less clear. I really think we can kind of focus on, okay, Jesus as the word, right? So if we think about, um, think about that feeling that we get when we speak words of gratitude or when a Mm -hmm. friend gives us like a positive affirmation or or when we feel consoled by someone, Mm -hmm. right? When we're really listening to, um, to something positive in our lives and something kind of uplifting, right? Not just, um, not just surface positive, but really kind of heartfelt, heartfelt, right? Mm -hmm. Um, What if that message was coming? What if if we considered in our lives that that message was coming directly from God Mm -hmm. in the same way that Jesus, the son of God, comes directly from God, the father? Okay. What if God was like literally speaking into our lives in those moments. Through
1: another person. Through another person, through an
0: experience, whatever. And the reason I say that is because um, the word blessing, Mm -hmm. right? The word blessing means to speak positively about.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: So when we say, God bless you, like we are literally, if if we take it at its literal, you know, for its literal meaning, we're literally saying, God, speak positively about you,
1: hmm.
0: right? And that tells me, thats beautiful. that tells me that the things that God says, and we already know this, but the things that God says, when God s- speaks in scripture, it's like a big deal, right? But the things that God says, uh, those things change us. They okay. change the world. They change our outlook. They change our relationships. They change, like those words really, really change things, right? And yet, you know, how many people do we see, uh, at mass every Sunday getting the ultimate blessing of the Eucharist, right? Yeah. Jesus literally, literally saying, here is my body. Here is my blood. And we go up and we take the Eucharist and it's like, who cares? Right. It doesn't, yeah. doesn't do a thing for us. Heartbreak. So, so where is that disconnect coming from?
1: Mm.
0: Where is that disconnect coming from? So I'm going to read uh, a little bit of scripture and, and I kind of want to talk become about
1: numb to the weight of the words numb to the fact that the word of God is the living word of God is God.
0: Yeah. And I, and I also think we've become, you know, kind of like when we talked about what's your favorite movie, like, what if I told you that it was terrible, would it still be your favorite movie? Mm. I think we've become, you know, we've bought into sort of this relativistic view of God Mm -hmm. that, that God is, um, you know, he's, he's become kind of watered down for a lot of us, Ooh, that's you know, sad. and, and that when we, you know, so instead of really mm-hmm. investing in this relationship with him, it's kind of like, okay, God's kind of a, a thing up on the shelf and we take him down on Sundays for a little while and then we put him back.
1: Oh, I see you know? what you're saying.
0: And, and I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that either. And, and I think that I think, but I think the one of the key elements to getting past that, or maybe to practicing our way out of that. Um, is reminding ourselves and allowing God to remind us that he is the truth, yeah. right? That he is the ultimate truth. Even God is even more true than like two plus two equals four. God is more true than that. Okay. So there's, there's some element, some aspect Oof. of God that is, that is more provable.
1: Mm.
0: You know, if I have two, two gummy bears and you have two gummy bears and i give you my two gummy bears, you have four. There is God's love is more provable than that. Right, it's, it's up to us to kind of, to one to believe that, but mm-hmm. two to kind of put ourselves in the position where we accept that truth and mm-hmm. where we we allow God to let that truth to to to, to we, we we allow God to 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 let that truth move in our lives okay. and to to kind of direct us. Okay. Right. Um, okay. So this is from John's Gospel. Um, I learned something about this not too long ago that I think is really exciting. So John's gospel, um, the first chunk of it is written to mirror, uh, the first chunk of the book of Genesis, the very first book of the Bible. Okay.
1: And a little side by side. Yeah.
0: So if you, if you look at, um, some of the different, uh, first of all, it's beautiful. It's beautifully written. If you look at some of the different language used and kind of the meter that it's used in kind of the structure of the writing, it is very similar to Genesis. Um, all the way through creation so there's these there's actually seven days uh in the gospel of john that we can kind of point to and there's seven days uh in um in genesis uh we'll we'll um i'll I'll get you the book that i read that kind of explains that okay um and we can put that on our instagram um but uh so this is from john chapter one and uh it's just it's just really beautiful words um and, and specifically, the word word is in this uh, in this chunk of the gospel. So I'm going to go ahead and read. Um, I'm going to go ahead and read the, uh, the whole thing, all, fi- it, all 15 um, verses here. All right. From the Holy Gospel, according to John. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came to be through him and without Him nothing came to be. What came to be through Him was life, and this life was the light of the human race, the light that shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. A man named John was sent from God. He came for testimony, to testify to the light, so that all might believe through Him. He was not the light, but came to testify to the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world. And the world came to be through him, but the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, but his own people did not accept him. But to those who did not accept him he gave power to become children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born not by natural generation, nor by human choice, nor by a man's decision, but of God. And the Word became flesh, and made his dwelling among us. And we saw his glory, the glory as of the Father's only Son full of grace and truth. John testified to him and cried out, saying, This was he of whom I said, The one who is coming after me ranks ahead of me because he existed before me. From his fullness we have all received grace in place of grace. Because while the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. The only Son, God, who is at the Father's side, has revealed him. It is. It's, it's just really, I mean, poetic. It's really gorgeous. And, um, there's a lot in there, Mm -hmm. right? There's a lot in there about the power of words, Mm -hmm. right? Um, I mean, starting with the first verse in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. That's, that's St. John talking about the Trinity, this theology Mm -hmm. of the Trinity that in the beginning, like, you know, literally the words that the father spoke, these blessings that the father spoke, um, he he loves us so much he wants to bless us so much that um everything that he everything that he's kind of ordained through creation through um through all of time right through our story essentially has been so that we could meet the son right has been so that we could have this relationship with the son Um, And that son was kind of the culmination of everything that the father wanted Mm -hmm. for us. Right. How beautiful is that? The Mm -hmm. son is this gift that's from the father that's been totally given away to us. On purpose. On purpose. It's interesting that uh, word here in this first verse is, is capitalized, right? Um, In the beginning was the word and Mm and the word was, was with God and the word was God. So Jesus is not only like alive, kind of in the scriptures, which I think is kind of a, an easy interpretation of this. Right. Mm -hmm. But Jesus is the word of God in that God, the father only speaks the truth. Yeah. Christ is the ultimate truth. Truth. Meaning that there is no, there is no, there's nothing else. Mm. There's nothing else for us. If we're, if we're really, really looking for answers, right. Um, if we're really, really looking for this satisfaction, there's nowhere else to go. Yeah. There's there's, there's no other option. Um, he was in the beginning with God, all things came to be through Him, and without Him, nothing came to be. This idea that that truth is so powerful um, that it's the lens through which God creates. It's the lens through which you and I are made, right? It's, it's, the, it's the tool that that allows us to be, mm-hmm. right? And not just in a in a kind of philosophical, like I think therefore I am kind of way, but in a, in a very, like our physical bodies, our, our, our soul, our mind, our ability to experience life, our, like everything that we, um, like our entire person, our entire being, right. Is it, it, it comes from this, um, this state of perfection that is the son of God. It comes from this, this mm. perfect, uh, outpouring of love from the, from the father through the son into the world. Mm-hmm. Right. That makes us holy. Like by definition, mm-hmm. just by our very definition, like we are, we are the father's chosen things. Like yeah. we are holy, we are special. Right.
1: We're so sad.
0: And we, and we completely, I mean, we completely ignore that right? We completely ignore that in one another. We completely ignore it in ourselves. And we listen to lowercase words, right? Lowercase mm. w words, yeah. um, that, and give it more weight that and, and give it more weight that severely undermine mm. the, the grace. And let's see where, where mm. does it say? Um, I'm sorry. Hang on one okay. second. Uh, from his fullness, we have all received grace in place of grace because while the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Mm. Like we've, we've, it's just the, the, this truth kind of pours out this abundant love, this abundant grace upon us. And we, um, you know, I know I am, and I'm not preaching here in my own life. I spend so much time going, no, no God, I, I got it. Yeah. I got it. Like, I don't, I don't need that grace today. Um, I've kind of, I've got this other thing going on. I've got this other, you know, distracting thing that's got my attention. Right. Um, I saw, I saw this really, uh, really kind of incredible quote um, on Facebook. I don't remember who put it on there, Uh, but it was, it was, I I think it was one of my aunts, but it was like, um, it was from some author and they basically said, I, I worry that, you know, because every time our um, our kids are bored, like whenever our kids are bored, we steal their boredom from them by giving them the a phone device, uh, yeah. or a phone or a tablet or something. And, you know, so pretty soon there's no, you know, there's no kid experimenting with paints
1: mm-hmm. to become an artist. There's no, there's no, killed. there's
0: no writers, right? Because no one's ever going to start writing. There's no you know, there's no fantastic athletes because no kid is ever going to get so bored they kick a soccer ball against a Mm -hmm. ball all day, right? Like those things that kind of really motivate us to seek the truth Mm -hmm. are kind of satiated by this very artificial idea of, of the truth, right? This kind of fake, you know, sort of fake glass, Mm -hmm. you know, I I don't really know a way to explain it, but it's just this very like house of cards, fragile idea of the truth, right? and, and, what, what God is saying in the in the scriptures here is is no there is an antidote to that there is a a kind of a line in the sand so to speak that is what the truth is and you have the choice to be on on one side or the other right and we have talked a lot about um, our ragamuffin listeners and, and wanting to hoping that we're giving you an opportunity to kind of meet God where you're at and to see that God Mm -hmm. wants to meet you where you're at. But I think it also is really important that we, uh, give God his due credit and we say, look, we know that God is going to take us somewhere else. Mm -hmm. That if we really, really, really believe that he is who he says he is, and we really give him the opportunity to move us, he is going to take us somewhere else that there is a certain percentage of who we are and a certain percentage of the things that we do and the the ways that we behave and the relationships that we have, whatever that is believing the lowercase words of the world Mm -hmm. that is believing the lies. Right. And God wants to transform that. He wants to transform those parts of our lives with the uppercase word, the truth of God. Mm Um, I love that, uh, this, um, Verse 14, and the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. And we saw his glory, the glory of the father's only son, full of grace and truth. Think about, you know, the word becoming flesh. There's no lie that you can tell (laughs) yourself. There's no lie that you can believe from the world that is going to sacrifice for you. The way that the word of God is willing to sacrifice Mm -hmm. for you. I mean... Jesus came down from heaven. No, no, no words that I've ever told myself have ever benefited me or, or condemned me to that degree. degree. Like, yeah. like there's, there's no, you know, there's no amount of likes on Facebook that are ever going to be that gift mm-hmm. of the incarnation. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it's incomprehensible. Yeah. Right? Um, I don't know. I feel like I'm talking way too much. I'm sorry about words. It's just kind of this thing that's exploded in my head this week. Yeah,
1: you've got the words.
0: I'm I'm trying. So, um, okay, I I do I do want to um, I want to ask you a question just to kind of make this a little maybe a little more practical. (laughs) Your mom. Yes. Are there? Are there? (laughs) That wasn't the question. That wasn't the question. (laughs) Um, Your mom? Question mark. Um, (laughs) Are there? This is, this might be a little bit, um, not self-deprecating, just a little bit vulnerable. Oh, just, just, just a heads up. <laughs> Thank you. Are there times in your life when you've kind of looked back at, at your role as a mom or, or different things that you've, you've done or said as a mom, where you've noticed the power of your words to your kids?
1: Yes, like, absolutely. Like if the words are. And just this, just the, just the other day. Yeah. In a, in a negative way the other day, mm-hmm. which was horrible for me to recognize.
0: I don't, I don't necessarily, I mean, you don't have to get into that. Is there, is there a time that you can think <laughs> of when it was like, when, when you were like, wow, I, you know, I said this or said that, or Matt said something and it, and something clicked, you know, in a, in a positive way with your, with oh, your. Oh, you want the positive. I
1: tend to remember the negatives. Uh-huh.
0: That's We could a get into a whole other episode about.
1: <laughs> Easily.
0: Positive and negative
1: words. Um. Yeah, I mean, I'm even thinking of um, maybe not the words as much as um, the act of praying over my kids. So whenever um, my oldest was having, you know, health struggles and stuff, he's not the type to get scared or to let other people know that he's scared, I should say. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, the typical, I would say, stereotypical Teenage boy, sure. Um, and and when there were times when you know he asked me to pray over him, which were pretty profound, mm-hmm. and um, f- I felt the soothing, I felt the effects of the words as a balm over him. Nice, which is nice.
0: I I I, I love that you kind of turn that corner into prayer because I think we. Um, we we and we're certainly guilty of it here, and we'll probably continue to be. We make this distinction between our prayer life and the rest of our lives, right? Mm. We, we kind of like it's almost like our prayer, li- our prayer life is kind of over in its own spot, mm-hmm. right? And 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 I think from day to day, mm. sometimes that spot takes up a little more room in our lives, or kind yeah. of kind of seeps into other things, and then sometimes we want to like put it away, right? Yeah. At least I I certainly struggle with that. So that idea that yeah to influence my my kid with to ask with for that good he words. actually asked me yeah, to pray for him like that's that's um that's a really powerful thing that's a mm-hmm. really powerful example of you and you it, not I mean your son asking for that and then you kind of speaking into the world right mm-hmm. these
1: truths these truths because that's right? what I yeah
0: you know and and not not just truths for the sake of like god the magician to come no. heal your son but truths for the sake of Um, you know, I, I really believe this. Mm -hmm. I really, I I have this relationship with God and I'm going to share it with my kid. Um, that's powerful.
1: Mm -hmm. I feel like I need to share the bad thing too, just to balance it.
0: Okay. If you want to so
1: bad. So Luke was not wanting to do some of his schoolwork. Mm -hmm. He has like five of these reading plus assignments he's supposed to do a week. Mm -hmm. And so I said, did you get it done? And he said, no I haven't had a chance and I said how many did I say you need to get done he's like five and I said so how many did you get done and he wasn't answering or he asked me a question and I went I'm sorry did I stutter and I thought oh wow I'm so funny and witty and he had this look of horror on his face like I really don't like it when you say that and I'm like I'm sorry immediately I felt like oh god I just failed the mom test Mm -hmm. I'm I'm going to hell because of that, that's I felt terrible because I don't want to make him feel less than, mm-hmm. and he didn't realize how funny I am, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it
1: wasn't. And then I had to realize the power of my words sure, that that's sure. not,
0: I mean, do you also like, does it, what about like thinking about the power of your self-talk? I mean, it's, it's okay for you to be angry as a mom.
1: If we're going to move to the self-talk thing, I would just feel like that's a whole nother episode or series of episodes (laughs) because it is, but, but like,
0: but you're, I mean, you, you have the right, like your anger is a gift. You have the right to be angry as a mom. Mm -hmm. You have the right to say, Luke, this is unacceptable. Right. Mm -hmm. You also have the responsibility, I think, to like manage that and to speak to Luke in ways that edify him. Right. Even if it's when you're angry with him, right?
1: I was sassy. You James. know, and it was that's bad.
0: And th- no, it's not bad. It's okay. It, it's totally something that happens. Don't be, <laughs> don't be ashamed. Um, but like that's a, that, that idea that, you know, because um, like Luke understanding your frustration mm-hmm. is not a bad thing. It's not. Now, yeah. you, Recognizing that like you want that situation to be different and that you're called by God to do it, do it a different way to do a better job, mm-hmm. however you want to look at it. That's also not a bad thing. And that's not something you should necessarily be ashamed of. I'm preaching to the choir. I let shame <laughs> like, like, you know. I let shame rule my life in, in a lot of ways. And a lot of it is kind of through this idea of self-talk and listening to these, mm-hmm. um, negative, these reinforced sort of negative messages it's So prevalent from the world, from, you know, sometimes they're in like family situations and things like that. Like, like it's, it's there, it's there. And I, and I think that's why yeah. this scripture from. John's gospel is so necessary in the Bible, it, it, it does kind of stick out at the beginning of the gospel. It's different. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why it's so necessary in the Bible is because John, John's trying to get our attention. Look, there is one word of God. There is one truth. There is one way. There's one Christ. There's one, you know, um, Trinity that's, that's it. There's one way to do this. And this is how is this relationship with him and, and believing the word of God, um, and not listening or, or, or doing your best to kind of keep your head above all of that other stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. I think that's really hard. The muck. The muck. It is really hard, but it is, um, it's something that I think God is there to help us with. And it's something that God is very patient with us about. Like, I I feel like God, you know, if, if, if God was going to run out of patience for trying to get my attention with his words, he would have run out of patience a long time ago. (laughs) You know, right around four years old, he'd have been like, I'm (laughs) out of here, you know? Too much work. Exactly. Yeah. So don't, don't, uh, none of you, uh, you know, no ragamuffins, uh, either here between Nikki and I, or any of you out there, uh, don't, don't be disheartened. Like, like words are, words are, God is very patient with, in his conversation with us and also how we talk to ourselves and and how we get distracted by other conversations Mm -hmm. too. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Being aware is important, and recognizing forgiveness mm-hmm. of self of self can be done with words as well. Yeah,
0: definitely, definitely.
1: Use your words. I feel for like the positive.
0: I feel like uh, our, there's a possibility this episode just confused a lot of people. <laughs> um,
1: I'm having all these songs in my head, so I also had um, "Word of God Speak" by Mercy Me, because oh, when you were reading the gospel, I felt like uh, you might have said that.
0: Mm-hmm. And we, we mentioned Jason Mraz earlier. Jason, yes, yes, yes. you and and I. an encumbered number of words, pages and pages, pages and pages, four words, more words than I've ever, ever heard, heard. We're going to get in trouble.
1: Feel so loud.
0: That's good. Thank Very you. Good. All right. Um All right. I may have
1: practiced. Nice. I might not have.
0: You might not have. You <laughs> might not have. Um, You'll never know. You'll never know. And now we'll doubt it because you planted that (laughs) seed of doubt in our, in our head with words.
1: See what words can do. That's
0: what words can do. Um, and that brings nice segue, uh, brings me to the kind of the last point I want to make is, uh, we're also responsible for kind of what we put out into the world and, and responsible for the messages that we, um, put on other people, the messages that we put on ourselves. Um, and so I, I think this is a pretty simple, uh, pretty simple thing, but maybe it's hard it's hard for us to execute like it's complicated in, in its sure. execution. Is, it's complicated. It's to to try to be more positive. If we really want to embrace like the word of God, meaning Christ, the word of mm-hmm. God. Um just like gratitude kind of sets us up to to um to appreciate him more. And Positions to, our heart, yeah. right? Um just being a little more positive about the way that we interact with the world, the, mm-hmm. especially the things that we say, the things that we think, um, is a really, really good way to get in tune with Christ, to get more uh, in step with him in this, in this relationship. Um, one of the things I'm trying to do for Lent is to not use the word hate
1: Good for you. you My know, mom would be so proud.
0: So um, we talked about that earlier, and how your mom uh, thought it was just.
1: Ooh, that's such a strong word. Such a strong Can you word. Say not like
0: it is. Yeah, um, and so you know, like that. I, I think that is just is just a maybe to me at least. It's a sign that I'm. Um, when that's going well, sometimes it doesn't. But when mm. that's going well, uh, it's a little bit of an a more of an open door to. This this positivity, okay, these positive interactions that I have with God, um, so I mean, points for being
1: aware. Yeah, so it's
0: an open door to to more gratitude. It's an open door to more just fun, you know, more positive experiences. Look at you in life. I know,
1: positive James. Aw,
0: isn't that that cute? All right. Um. So that's that's kind of like a just a little challenge. Um. We've we've kind of uh we've talked a lot. I don't know if we. I don't know if we've been super clear if I've been super hey, clear it's
1: okay but I do it's
0: but I do feel like works. maybe you're maybe you're <laughs> thank you thank you I do feel like maybe your wheels are turning as far as okay what you know what messages am I receiving right that I'm really buying into are those messages the truth of God right mm-hmm. and you can answer that for yourself and you can ask God to help you answer that yeah you know with you and then what messages am I putting out there are they are they ones that are building me up, building up the people around me? Are they building up, yeah. again, my relationship with
1: God? And when you pray about that, be prepared mm-hmm. to, to respond.
0: Yeah. Um, Dorothy Dorothy Day, Dorothy I think, Day. I think, said, um, man, I hope it was Dorothy Day.
1: I'm reading her this week. We talked about her earlier.
0: Okay. I hope it was her. She said, um, any man or, or any, any person who is seeking the truth, whether they know it or not, is seeking God.
1: Oh, wow. Because He is the truth. Because
0: He is the truth. And I think that starts with words. It starts with the Mm. things that we say and do and read and believe and all that. That's good. Yeah. Saints are cool.
1: Saints are really cool. Really, really cool. I have... Okay, so it's good, but also since I'm doing this this Linton book with a different saint each week mm-hmm. and then whenever there are feast days on given days, it's a different saint. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I mix up who does. So like um um St. Catherine Drexel and Dorothy Day. I've learned about both of them this week, so I might be interchanging their lives a little bit.
0: They're they're probably like up in heaven. I don't know, like skipping Pen together around. or something you know just imagine yeah. the imagine like a like a really holy episode of golden girls
1: oh that's adorable <laughs> and
0: and they're and they're just like praying for their friend nikki oh, together I and, they're, and they're like how cute is nikki trying to keep us like in like, order trying to keep us in order i need
1: to do a little stack ranking oh whoa, she did this oh but she did this yeah yeah, yeah, it's exciting. It is. It's cool. I feel a little like you know, late to church in the sense that why haven't I learned about them before? Mm-hmm. But you know, now's my time. Not gonna, not gonna have negative self-talk about that. Exactly. I did I'm this. Learning about this now.
0: I did this cool thing uh, with uh, middle schoolers online last night where we we've been talking about making good decisions, right, mm-hmm. and and kind of developing your moral compass, and um, and how we how. You know, last night we talked about sometimes how we allow others to kind of influence our decision-making and how, when we're really tasked with a tough decision, we should take it to prayer. And if we feel like we don't have the support, you know, we should find a saint that can help us out (gasps) with that that decision. So I had them brainstorm, I had them brainstorm like, um, 10 or 12 different scenarios of decisions. They were like, uh, you know, whether or not you should go to the doctor or what college to go to, or, you know, um what house to buy, like, like uh-huh. things that th- just kind of off the top of their heads, you know, what, what real life decisions might be. And they came up with some good ones and then we didn't get to get through all of them. We got through like five or six and I had them just Google search, like a saint for a patron, know, saint, of a, those a patron saint of those things. And, and we, we learned about like saints that I'd never, I'd never heard That's of. It was really, really, really cool. cool. It was, it was really neat. Well, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give Nikki a list and we'll put some of those saints up there because um, they were cool. Um, so one of them was, uh, St. Camillus, uh, who was pretty cool. He, he like,
1: is that the one with this, the mm -hmm, crosses? mm -hmm. Yeah. He
0: founded this whole order of priests that were, were medics and doctors. And like, wow, it was really, really neat. Um, I'd never really heard, I'd heard his name before, but I'd never really heard like his whole story. Mm -hmm. Uh, we talked about, let's see. Um, I talked about St. Cecilia, uh, patron saint of musicians. That was cool. Uh, we talked about uh Chiara. Chiara Luce Badano, blessed Chiara Luce Badano. um it was just it was just really fun that's it really awesome cool. yeah
1: because it, gosh there's a wealth of history of real people mm-hmm. who are with god now yeah yeah who walked this earth
0: it was it was um it was really kind of eye opening i think to them and and to me it was really mm-hmm. fun to be like man i don't i don't really have i can't at least in my faith life i can't say i don't have a support system. Right? Yeah. Like I don't like, and granted the support system is not, loud. yeah, it does. It feels really good. And it's not the same as like a support system of people here, mm-hmm. but it is, it does really profoundly affect my life, which yeah. is, which is cool. That's, That's awesome. really cool. Um, I think that we are about out of time for today. Um, I am going, we're going to skip tips for this skip week, tips. skip tips. Um, and I'm just gonna, I, I just want to kind of reiterate to, um, to, to, to be careful, you know, the, the, the negative messages that we send to ourselves, the negative messages that we listen to kind of out in the world, um, be careful with that stuff and, Mm -hmm. and let, maybe let some of that positivity, uh, influence you in your life a little more, um, put out a little more positivity, even when you don't want to. And, uh, I think we'll all be, we'll all be a lot better for it.
1: Agreed. Gratitude. Gratitude. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. I'm just going to throw out one word at a time. Gratitude. Gratitude. <laughs> That's it. I've only got one. <laughs> That's okay. It's a, it's a
0: really good one. It's a three really a good day. One. That's great.
1: Take three of these a day and mm-hmm. call me in the morning.
0: Yeah. Like the Angelus. Right we talked yeah. about the Angelus in the last episode. Pray yeah. that three times. Yeah. Um, a little spiritual medicine.
1: Watch your your faith life kind of change, morph into so, just a different...
0: So we That's are nice. doing tips. Find three things, <laughs> find three things a day for the next week. So yeah. between now and next Wednesday, find three things for the day, each day that you can be thankful for. I like it. I think just, you're just
1: making up new stuff. I
0: think your conversation with God and your conversation with yourself will really change. Mm-hmm. Can do that for sure. Let's pray. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. In the name of the, 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 Father, and the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Ragamuffins, we love you. Be good to yourselves. Be good to one another mm-hmm. and uh, speak good things out into the universe and know that God is speaking good things out into the universe about you.
1: Yep. Peace. Peace.
0: Church Podcast is an AMET creative production and is hosted by James Longoria and Nikki Moncada. Our theme music is Candle in the Shadows by The Poor Kings. Check them out on Spotify or wherever you download music. Incidental music is by Punch Deck. Find us on Instagram at Late to Church Podcast and let us know your questions, comments, and thoughts by contacting Late to Church Podcast at gmail.com. Your insights might even be featured on the show. Just a little reminder you are good. You are worthy. You are the beloved. Look around for the Lord today. He loves you and He wants an encounter with you. Thank you for journeying with us. We're praying
1: for you. Peace.